This is Dolphin Financial Radio, a show about planning your retirement. When you are young, financial decisions are easy. You aren't worried too much about the future, and you know you have plenty of time on your side. However, as you get older, the financial decisions get more difficult. Eventually, you reach the age where you face decisions about employment, home buying, raising a family, and college planning. Your financial success is often determined by how you handle the many curveballs thrown your way and by how much you are saving for retirement. Before you know it, you are within 10 years, five years, and then one year of retiring. At this point, you'll be facing new and different financial challenges. You'll worry if you have enough money to last through retirement. You'll be concerned about healthcare and longevity. You'll want to make sure your retirement is everything you always dreamed it would be. These are the retirement challenges that we will address each week on this show. Regardless of how far you are from retirement, it's time to listen in as we begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio with me, Dan Wendell of the Dolphin Financial Group. Alongside me today is Tony Shore, my favorite co-host, Tony. Welcome (laughs) to the show. Today, we're going to be talking about an offer that people have been getting. And that is, do I take the lump sum or do I keep my pension? So we're talking about pension buyout offers, what to consider and whether or not they're a good deal. Speaking mm. of a good deal, have you, did you know, and maybe I'm really behind the times, but did you know that they rebooted that let's make a deal show, the game show? Remember the game show, let's yeah. make a deal? I, I heard that they had, I haven't seen it though. What was the name of that host? He was also- uh, Monty Hall. Monty Hall, right. Monty Hall, but it's Drew uh, Drew Carey. Is that his name? Oh, yeah, from yeah, The he, Price is Right and from the Drew Carey show, yeah. Right, yeah, He's the, he was the host I saw of yeah. the Let's Make a Deal. So oh, we're wow. going to talk about, we're gonna, that's what we're going to be talking about. Do we take the behind door number one or do we keep what they're giving ah, us? Ah, I see your analogy. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Now, before the show, before before we went on air, off air, you were talking about uh, a cooking apron you saw, and it had Lionel Richie's face on it, mm-hmm. and it said, is it me you're cooking for? That's right. See, I thought we were going to talk about that on the show today. I was kind of looking forward to that, but now I guess <laughs> it's let's make a deal. That's but right. hey, hey, it's entertaining either way. I just thought we had to mention the uh, apron uh, logo. I want that apron, by the way. I'm going to buy that for my wife because I, I'm going to admit on air, I don't know if she wants me telling people this, but she is a Lionel Richie fan. So, Well, she's along with the 95% of the rest of the world population, I would <laughs> it's say. It's true. He, <laughs> he wrote so many hits. All right. Well, now our topic today is uh, pension versus the buyout. And I have friends that worked for a big company um, up in Minnesota uh, a big windows company uh, in the in the town there, and they uh, I think they even still offer pensions. But I know when things started getting tight, a lot of companies have dumped pensions, and they were trying to find a way out of their deal. And they offered a lot of folks a buyout, and my friend took the buyout, but maybe he shouldn't. So, uh, mm-hmm. what I I can't wait to hear your take on this. Yeah, and my wife, um, same. She used to work for Pepsi. Oh, and yeah. she qualified for their pension and also received buyout letters back. Wow, it's got to be at least, uh, I would say, 
10 years ago now yeah. that she and we elected the buyout. That's about buyout. what my friend got the buyout offer from his company. So what's going on here? I mean, what's what's really happening is, what is a pension, first of all? Um, a pension is... It's an annuity. Right. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a form of guaranteed income from yeah. a company. Now, a private pension, in this case, so let's call it Pepsi, um, is a private company, a public company, but it, you know, it's, it's not a government pension, is what I mean. And um, basically, the company is saying, we're going to pay you X number of dollars every year for the rest of your life, or the rest of your spouse's life as well, depending on what you choose. And it's going to start at a certain age. Usually, it's like 62 or 65, depends on the company. And basically that, that money comes from that company. And then when you pass away, the, the money's gone. There's no lump sum. How, and, and what's been happening over the years, uh, it used to be everyone got a pension and a gold watch and people had these things and they were great. And in fact, your parents might have one, your grandfather might have one, but right. um, less and less people have them now. And the reason being is because a lot of companies are doing away with them. And what they've changed and what the, the alternative to a pension is, is the 401k. Now, there are some companies that do both. But for the most part, if you're getting a 401k, you're not getting the pension anymore. And that's because the burden has gone from the company giving you a guaranteed income when you retire to giving you um, a guaranteed payment while you're working that you can then decide what to do with on your own. You see, the difference between a 401k and a pension is a 401k is a lump sum. When you walk away, you do what you want with when you leave the company. Whereas a pension, you, there's no lump sum there. It, it, it's a guaranteed payment to you and your and or your spouse that you can't tap into. So that, let's just say they say, we're going to give you $3,000 a month at age 65. You can't say, oh, that's great. Can I have 4000 that first month? Because it's going to be tight. No, they're going <laughs> to tell you what it is and that's it. Yeah, but I but I think... Well, I don't know, and I could be wrong. You're probably going to tell us today, but uh, I, I look at it in my situation as uh, I'd prefer that my company had a pension opportunity like that versus the 401k. But I realize that isn't necessarily the focus of the show today. But because of my personal situation, and a lot of people I know have 401ks, that's how I look at this. I look at the people I do know with pensions saying they're fortunate. You know, there's something to be said about that. Now, that has a lot to do with your personality, Tony. And and the listeners might know that too, but in general, you're you're a risk-averse person. You don't like surprises right. that have to do with financial surprises. Yep. Um you know, if someone throws a surprise topping on a pizza, you're not going to like you, you you'll like that. But if <laughs> if it's a surprise like, "Hey, um, you know, you lost your job or, you know, <laughs> Hey, you're, you you have to pay more for this. You wouldn't like it. And a right. lot of people like the idea of having a guaranteed income. So if you talk about it, and I think the general population would say, would you rather have a hundred thousand dollars now, or would you rather have X number of dollars for the rest of your life? Um, as you get older, people start to lean toward the guaranteed payment because they, yep. they feel comfortable with that. Yeah. When I'm younger, I'd take the hundred grand when I was in my twenties or thirties. Right. So, so what's happened now? Let's talk about this because people are, this is happening. People are getting offered these pension deals and it's basically right. saying, um, here's a lump sum. Let's use an example, hundred thousand. Let's say someone said to you, the company you work for said, we're going to give you 400 a month for the rest of your life because you've worked in the pension and, and you haven't put that many years in, but 400 a month when you're 62, or we're going to give you a hundred thousand dollars right now. So you're 62 years old. We're going to give you 100,000, or we're going to give you 400 a month for your life. Which 
would you choose? This is kind of like the Monty Hall thing. Is it just math? Does it just come down to simple math? Where, well, you, but you don't know how long you're going to live. That's part of the problem, right? Well, exactly. So there's a couple. It is a it is a math equation. They call it the you do you do a break even analysis or you do an internal rate of return, an IRR. Some people call it the hurdle rate. You figure that out, and basically what you say is, okay, a hundred thousand dollars versus four hundred a month. Well, the first thing you could say is, all right, well, how long would it take me? to get $100,000. Right, that's the first thing I'd look at. So what you do is you say, all right, 100,000, you divide that by $400, that's 250 months. Well, there's how many months in a year? 12, so that's a little over 20. So 20 years, you'll get your money back. So in 20 years, you'll be 82, you'll have gotten the $100,000 even. That begs the question, well, if I took $100,000 now, I could invest it and make 2%. You know, I can make $2,000 a year and I'm going to be way ahead after 20 years. That's $40,000 right there. Not to mention compounding interest. So right away it says, well, geez, I think I'd rather have a lump sum in that case. However, However what if I don't trust myself? If what somebody if you, gave me $100,000, I would be worried. I would probably, even if I thought the $100,000 was way more than I'd get with a monthly payout, I might still take the monthly payout because uh, if I, if you, you gave me $100,000 cash, you know, maybe I would, you know, I'm going to go to the record. I'm a vinyl collector. I'm going to go to the record <laughs> show and buy tons of import vinyl every week and then eventually my money's gone or, you know, the pizza buffet twice a day, you know. Stop what you're doing, put down the records and back <laughs> away from the record store. That's yeah. My wife has actually said that to me before. So. <laughs> In a megaphone? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it. so you do that math and let's, you know, you, that's the first step, but you're right. There's more to it than math. And, but the math is usually where you start and that's what most people do. Oh, okay, you know. And there's, there's different rules of thumb. You say, well, if it's worth, if I if I can get, you know, more than 6% out in the, in the hurdle rate, meaning if, if I only have to generate, you know, 3% return on investment to, to get more out of it, well, maybe it makes sense to take the lump sum. But there's something there that has to be said that you just mentioned, and it's called discipline. Do you have the discipline to invest it wisely? It always comes down to a lack of discipline. Right. I mean, if you start shooting for a 10% return and you don't get it or you lose money, then we're talking, well, I should have, would have, could have, you know, if you, <laughs> yeah, or, or, and, and you talked about a different type of, what if you spend it all? Now keep in mind when you get a pension buyout, it's going to be taxable. Meaning, um, if they gave you a hundred thousand dollars lump sum, you couldn't just put it in the bank and spend it because the IRS would come in and say, well, you owe us taxes on that. So you'd want to roll it into your own IRA to then defer taxes until you actually spend the money. So that's that's rule number one. If you're going to take a pension buyout, make sure you roll it into an IRA appropriately so you don't get hit with the tax liability immediately. But right. at the beginning, you mentioned yeah, a lot depends on your age and how long you're going to live. That's another factor. So if the break even is 20 years and you only have a 10 year lifespan, well, then you're going to take the lump sum, right? Oh, yeah. And it's just like Social Security we talked about in the past. If you don't have a long lifespan, we'll take it early. Um, 
But if you're married and you're taking a joint payout, well, maybe you take, you know, maybe. Yeah. The spouse. And I want to talk to you some more about that, because uh, when you bring the spouse into the equation, I know that's where a lot of people make a mistake. Like uh, a lot of folks might make a decision, but they're not really thinking about how it's going to affect their spouse if they pass. But before we get into that, let's take a quick break right here, Dan. Absolutely. Um, We're talking about whether or not to take a lump sum pension buyout. You may come across this situation. You may want to know what to do. Um, It's a huge decision, just like when you turn on Social Security or when you retire. A lot goes into it, but it's not rocket science. We could do the math. We can add some factors in here. When we get back, we're going to talk about the spousal aspect of it. But if you have questions about your pension, you can give us a call. It's 888-508-5935. Hi, this is Peter, and you are listening to my dad talk about financial stuff. Radio is cool, but if you're like me, you would rather watch videos. Did you know my dad has a YouTube channel? Go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com or search for Dolphin Financial Group on YouTube to watch some cool videos. This is Peter signing out with a dolphin noise. And welcome back to Dolphin Financial Radio. And our host on this wonderful show is Dan Wendell of the Dolphin Financial Group. And Dan, great topic today because a lot of folks don't know what to do with those retirement accounts, or especially if they are in a situation where their company offers them a buyout of their pension. If you're working for a government or a large company that offers a pension, A lot of folks in the last 10 years have been getting buyouts. And the question you're posing today is, should you take the buyout or not? And I think that there's a lot of factors here uh, that come into play, you know, simple math. And my initial feeling is, is that the lump sum buyout has got to be more in the company's favor than yours because otherwise they wouldn't offer it. (laughs) That is so true, Tony. I'm glad you mentioned that. I forgot about that. You're (laughs) right. You're right. Like, why are they offering a buyout? That's the question. Why are these companies offering a buyout? Because obviously they've already done the math and they think it's going to save them money in the long run, which means you could maybe get more money in the long run. So you have to look at the math, but it also comes down to, like you said in our last segment, it comes down to your personal health. And are you disciplined enough to maybe take the buyout and invest it and not spend it frivolously or, or spend it wisely on record albums on your that's record right, collection? That's right. uh, but then we left last segment uh, with the question, uh, you also have to consider if you're married or have a spouse or a partner, how does it affect your spouse? That That's well, an issue too, isn't it? That's right. So this... You, so. Your first point, the companies are offering the pension because they don't want the liability on the books. They don't want to be on the hook to make these payments. They'd rather just close the case and, you know, see you later. Sure. You know, but um, because they're expensive. So for that reason, you have to do the numbers and say, can I replicate this better myself or should I leave them on the hook? And that's really what it comes down to. So you do the math for that. Now, you mentioned the idea of a spouse. Now, if you take a lump sum payout, you and you have a spouse, you have to look at uh, how do I replicate that pension? Can I do better privately on my own with more flexibility? And can I offer the same thing that my spouse would get? A lot of times people make the mistake of doing the math for themselves and saying, 
or for their spouse and saying, oh, I can, I can get this much from the company, but if I do it on my own, I can get more, but they forgot to include the spouse in one of those. Um, that could be a big mistake. Um, one factor when it comes to pensions, when you go to take a pension, a big mistake people make is not factoring in the spouse. Oh, I can get um, $2,700 a month for myself, or I can get 2300 a month if I include my spouse. Well, I'd rather have that $400 extra a month is nice. Um, I'm, we're, we're about the same age. We're at about the same health. You know, I'm just going to take the, the single life one rather than the, the spousal one. It just doesn't make sense to me. In that case, um, you got to When you do, die, then if you ch- make that choice, when you die, the pension stops completely and your wife is left or your husband is left without a uh, an income then, right? Right. Right. And at that point, it's like, uh oh, we should have done something differently. Now, where's, you know, what, what, what happens is your spouse dies before you. And then you're like, oh, I wish I would have taken the larger sum. No, you're not going to be saying that. What you, what, what you can do though is a different type of math. In this case, the, and this isn't related to the buyout, this is more about whether to take spousal or joint, is um, the money that you would get extra for taking the single life, let's call it $400. What can you do with that $400 that, um, the, that's the, in your benefit. If you can get $400 a month and then maybe use life insurance on yourself, because that's all you're doing is buying life insurance by taking the joint payout with the company. They're buying life insurance on you. That's, that's really what's happening behind the scenes. Sure. But um, you could buy your own life insurance for say $300 a month and have more than enough to make up the income, lost income on an early death or predeceased your spouse. And you get that extra hundred a month in your pocket. So that's arbitrage. So you, you could do that math too. So a lot of times it's a math equation. Um, what can I do alternatively? And sure. I have calculators that do that. Is it better to take a lump sum versus a buyout, you know, versus, um, you know, letting let it ride. But there's some other factors in here that you also have to consider besides the math. Um, another math uh, or related one is taxes. I'll give you the example of my wife. She was offered a pension buyout. Now we were in our, she was in her thirties when that was offered. So she, she was offered a lump sum or she can continue her pension when she was 62. So we're looking at say, you know, 25 years down the road. Um, should we, uh, take the lump sum now? And I did the math and said, you know, this is the rate of return we would have to get in order to improve. And it was close. It was a close decision, you know, sure. and I said, well, we could be more aggressive, but we decided to take a lump sum because of our tax situation at that time just so happened to be when we were both transitioning jobs. So we had a low income year. We were moving, we were in between um, jobs. So ah, we so had a low salary into, play into the decision right. too. Right. Wow. So our income was so low that year that we were able to take the lump sum, pay the taxes on it, and convert it to a Roth IRA. So that's what we did. It just worked out to our advantage at that point. Where wow, we that's were, huge. We, right. So we took the lump sum buyout at that point, and now it's in a Roth. And um, now we we all of the gains in that are going to be tax free for the rest of our lives. So that See, that's was, awesome. so you have to also factor in your current financial and tax situation. Maybe the timing is right. Maybe you have a low income year and that's the time to take the lump sum buyout and do that. That's some, 
Yeah, that's something I wasn't thinking about or considering is that when you take the lump, lump sum, you will have to pay taxes on that amount. So if you're that's right. If you're offered a hundred thousand dollar buyout or thirty thousand or two hundred thousand, whatever it is, you got to pay taxes on that when you get it. That's unless, uh, unless you roll it into an IRA. Right, unless you roll it into a tax deferred IRA. Right. But that's then right. the the interest and stuff aren't going to when you start taking money out, you got to pay taxes on all that. So you did the smart thing. You took it out, paid the taxes in a low tax year and put it into a Roth where you, the interest is the in, you don't have to pay taxes on any of it, the interest earned or the principal. Right. Right. Just so happened. So just because I was acutely aware of the financial implications at the time. Sure. So when you get these options, maybe you say no one year, but maybe the next year you take it. So you got to keep your mind open to this. Good advice. Um, and right now, if somebody's being offered a buyout right now and they're listening, uh, this is a good show to be listening to. And you're giving us great advice because taxes are on sale this year. That's true. And they, they will the, be. The brackets the def- have been you know, lowered. So you're right. And pay- that's at least for what, eight years more. So yeah. um, at least that's when they're scheduled to go back up. But right. um, so we're in a window here where this might be the chance for people to to really help themselves down the road and, and buyouts aren't, you know, people get offered buyouts regardless of their age usually. So the younger crowd might get a buyout and say, well, uh, do it. And, and, oh, well, I don't know if I want, um, income, you know, when I'm 65, that's so far away. Right. Um, I'd rather have the money now opportunity cost. And so you have to factor it in. Maybe there's some major debt you got to pay off, or maybe, um, it makes sense to, to hold out for that income. You know, here's the bottom line on it. And then I want to, there's another factor, a couple more factors that go in. Most of the time it makes sense to take the pension and not take the buyout Hmm. because it's really hard to replicate in a low interest rate environment, the payouts that these companies have guaranteed, you know, um, plus you run into the problem that I, I see. And this is the same problem I have with all these 401ks that I have from my company. And that is if you take the buyout or have a 401k, what do I do? How do I turn that lump sum into a guaranteed income that I know will be there every month for the rest of my life? That's the, that's the way I look at it. That's it. And that's the math you do say, all right, I'm, I'm 45. They're offering me a lump sum this year, or I can take $3,000 a month at age 65. So what you could do is say, all right, what does it take me today to get 3000 a month at age 65 in 20 years? Guaranteed. That's the math you have to do. And you work your way backwards and say, what do I need to invest today in order to guarantee 3000 a month? And what I mean by that is you can't just invest it in the market and pray and hope. You have to really put in something guaranteed to guarantee the 3000 in 20 years, you have to compare right. apples to apples. You can't say, well, the market's done 8% over the past 150 yeah. years, so I'm going to just roll the dice. And well, what if it does yeah, it? and if you what take if a doesn't? lump sum, you still have to find a way to get that into a monthly income once you retire. That's right. So there are tools to do it, but they're not as sexy as the stock market might look. Right. So a lot of times you'll get advice, oh, just take a lump sum. You could do much better than they can. I'm here to tell you, odds are you can't. Because right. some of these companies are on the hook for some some really high interest rate they that they've offered. Yeah. Why else would they offer? Like you mentioned before, it's obviously in the company's best interest to get rid of it. Yeah, or else they wouldn't true. have offered it to you. That's true. That's a great point. Hey, let's take another quick break and then come back. And you said you had a couple more uh, points to make about 
uh, a lump sum versus uh, an annuitized payout. So that's right. Um, what what do you have for our listeners before we go to break? I have software that does this. So if you're in a situation where you're interested in figuring out, do I take the lump sum or did I take the you know pension later? This it's, you don't don't rack your brain on it. Take the time. We'll sit down with you and run it through the numbers and give you all the answers right there and say, here are the different options. And when we get back, I'll talk about some some things that you may not consider that are worth considering before you make this final decision. Give us a call. The number is 888-508-5935. All right. And we'll be right back with more of Dolphin Financial Radio and our host, Dan Wendell. Do you ever feel like you need a retirement toolkit to help navigate your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Dolphin Financial Group right now by going to dolphinfinancialgroup.com or by calling us at 888-508-5935. This is Violet, and you're listening to Dolphin Financial Radio. And welcome back to Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Dan Wendell, and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. And today we're talking about pensions, buyouts versus do you take the monthly payments? Uh, And I, I just think... Uh, this is an interesting topic, uh, a thing that a lot of folks have to deal with. Now, you said you had a couple more factors that people might not realize when making this decision that they need to know. Yeah, there are two, two other things to consider that you may not, and they're not monetary, they're, they're related to finance, but they're maybe not um, something that's numbers driven. And the first is the solvency of the company that you work for. And this is important, especially as you get a higher pension option. Um, and what I mean by that is if your company, you're, you're, the company you're getting, the, the company you work for is giving you the pension, is guaranteeing it. But what if they go bankrupt? You know, that's happened. The steel industry is a prime example of this. There were a lot of people that had pensions from the steel companies. And then the companies went bankrupt. What happened to those people's pensions? That's an interesting question. Something to consider. Now, we have the Pension uh, Benefit uh, Guarantee Corporation, PBGC, and you know, that's there for people for that exact situation where the company just goes bankrupt and can't pay it anymore. The, that company is a national thing will come in and pay, but it's based on your age and you may not get what you were supposed to be getting. Now, a lot of people do, they get, sometimes they even get more than the company, their pension was paying. But a lot of times, um, if you make a lot in a pension, um, and your company goes bankrupt, you might actually see a decrease in the amount you're getting simply because, you were getting a good sweet deal and maybe Yikes. that's why the company went bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So think about the solvency of your company. Do you think it's going to be around to continue those payments? Or, you know, I wouldn't say that should be the basis for your decision, but you do want to consider, Hey, you know, if I'm working for typewriters or us and they're giving me a pension, yeah, you know, is it really typewriters of the wave of the future? Now, one thing to consider, <laughs> I, I've seen, I forget where it was. I wish I had it in front of me on the tip of my tongue. Maybe I'll mention it next podcast. I read an article, a recent one, about pension liabilities and how a lot of states, especially government pensions, the um, growth rate of their investments is four times less than the actual pension liability increases, meaning more people retiring. 
So the burden is growing on these pensions and what they have invested in returns and the income from their current workers is so much less. I was reading, I think New Jersey was the top um, state in terms of pension liabilities growing versus the amount of, of them earning or generating. So it's scary for public pensions. It's a whole different story. Um, it's definitely something to consider when you're looking at pension. And then finally, the last point I want to make, which perhaps is the biggest point, which is leads us all back to what we do as a company at Dolphin Financial Group, is that um, pension planning is part of retirement income planning. And what we've seen in general is, and our goal at the company is to help people retire with increasing income and decreasing stress. Pensions are a great source of income. People that have pensions tend to be, in my personal experience and opinion, less stressed out than those that do not have pensions. When someone comes to me and says, Dan, um, I'm looking to retire in two years. I have um, this much in my 401k. I have this much in savings. This is what we spend. Um, here's what my social security looks like. And then they say, and we get, well, I'm going to get about 2000 a month from this pension. That's music to my ears because that guaranteed income stream is going to make life so much easier for that person going forward. They already have that safety net, that guarantee, that floor of income, which makes investing the rest of their assets so much easier, which is why I start with social security. It's a private pension, you know, your own little pension, social security. We maximize that. It makes life easier. If you add another source of income from a, a pension from a company, think about the, the weight off your shoulders of how you're going to generate income to live. Yeah. So having that pension, maybe the lump sum sounds appealing, but I'll tell you what, having that guaranteed income really lifts the burden off of you in retirement. So if you're get, getting a pension buyout and you're going to get compare it to a pension payment and they're close and you can go either way with it, which a lot of times you can, I would lean toward taking the pension, the guaranteed income, because it's going to make life easier in retirement, especially if money is, if you're not loaded, you know what I mean? If you, if you, cause you're going to have to generate income some way, why not guarantee it in a way that you can makes life easier? Yeah. Now, walking out to the mailbox and saying, hello, check. Of course right. we don't do that anymore, but uh, you know, or checking your email and seeing, oh, deposit into my bank account. Um, you know, my social security hit and my pension hit. Okay. Right. Good. We're and, good and for then, this right. month. And that, I know that's going to be there every month. That's, you know what you get with that? The key there is peace of mind, peace that's of it. mind. But there's also the other option. And I know you have strategies to take that lump sum of people go for the buyout and create a personal pension with it. Right. Uh, and from a company that might be more sound than the company you were working for offering the pension. Or gives you more flexibility. Right. Meaning you can make some changes on the fly. You're not stuck getting that payment. And, you know, what if you need more or less or something like that? Um, they, they don't offer that flexibility through the private pension, but you can create your own and replicate it. And that's yeah. what I often do is say, let's let's replicate it. Can we improve it and f make it more flexible? And if so, let's do it. But a word of caution, a lot of um, so-called financial people, advisors, whatever they call themselves, they lean toward the lump sum not necessarily because it's in your favor, but it's because it's in their favor. And I don't mean to disparage. I just want you to be a, a word of warning. Make sure you're they dealing want with you the to fiduciary. put it in a product that they offer so they can make the commission is what you're saying. Right, right. Yeah. And then they'll yeah. tout or we can invest that. We could totally do better. 
<laughs> really? Well, can you guarantee that? Because that's the way I approach it. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna pull money from a guaranteed position, such as a pension, you better compare it to a guaranteed alternative. You don't want to compare it to a hypothetical because that's or totally at risk. Trouble. Just I can invest it in the market and make so much more. Well, right. What if right. two? What What do you do if you're in retirement and 2008 hits? Right. And and then what? And then you're gonna lose the your income position. you need is lower. That doesn't work. But that person, that's the only way they generate income is by doing something with your money as opposed to providing guidance. Um, very important when you're dealing with a pension buyout situation that you talk with someone that's actually going to give you advice based on your best interest and working on your behalf as opposed to trying to sell you something else. Right. Yeah. Well, that's great advice. Wow, this show is packed with a lot of really important advice uh, for most folks out there. Now, we're out of time for today's show. Is there anything you want to add before we go? When it comes to pensions versus lump sums, a lot of times it's just a math equation, but there's some factors that you have to consider that aren't necessarily numbers driven. We talked about those. It's a very important decision. It's a lifetime decision. Don't take it with a, you know, don't, don't take it. Don't be flippant about it. Make sure you really put the time in and give someone a call that would done this before with other people. It's, it's a great decision to be offered, but you don't have to do it all with time. Don't feel like you, that you, you have to, to make that decision because it's never going to come again. You get these letters. It's exciting. Take the time. Give us a call. We'll walk you through the options. The number to give us a call is 888-508-5935, or you can go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com, connect with us that way. You can come to our office. We can go through the numbers. We can talk about the rest of the situation. Again, no charge for these meetings, no charge for the call. We'll just talk you through it and then decide if we're going to work together. That number again, 888-508-5935. Five nine three five. Tony, great show today, and I'm sorry that um, you don't have to worry about getting a pension buyout because you don't have one, do you? <laughs> Gee, thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> thanks, Dan. Great show today, and that does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Dan Wendt. Thank you for listening to Dolphin Financial Radio. Don't try to retire without a solid income plan. For more information, please contact Dan Wendell at Dolphin Financial Group. Call 888-508-5935 or visit the website at DolphinFinancialGroup.com. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.